Hey, this is Phil from the Gorge. You're listening to a Bulgar Display of Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Vulgar Display, a podcast live from the Barn Studios in Southeast Missouri. Got a special guest online with us right now. We have Phil from the Gorge. Phil, how are you, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Good and exciting time for the Gorge right now, especially this week. Yeah, it's it's been pretty crazy. Uh, it's it's been really great. We actually the uh, the album drops uh, this past Friday, and we have a release show coming up on Friday the fourth. And uh, the response has been really awesome it's it's been super humbling and, and very nice to hear uh, people digging the album so it's been really cool new album is mechanical fiction and the release show is this friday in st louis at off broadway great venue great place always feel welcome and happy there with uh some great bands the lion's daughter and blight future friday mm-hmm. august 4th doors are at seven shows at eight what can we expect uh, at the release show well, it's 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 a nice mix of bands. We're really stoked to get our, our buds in Blight Future and the Lion's Daughter on. Uh, I think it's a nice representation of kind of heavy and extreme music going on in St. Louis right now. Blight Future brings a really nice mix of hardcore, punk, uh, everything in between with some metal vibes in there too. Very aggressive, very fast, high energy. Uh, they're all great people. And then uh, the Lion's Daughter, who's been at it for a while, too, doing some really cool stuff and, and uh, excited to hear some of their, I think they're maybe playing some newer material that's from their upcoming album. And, uh, you know, those guys always put on a great show and uh, are usually kind of scary to watch. I like that it's a, they're kind of a scary band, which is, which is a lot of fun. So those two bands are going to be great. And then we're going to be playing down the album. Minus one song, we'll, we'll we'll have one song that's this left off, but we're playing everything from it uh, in order, and uh, we've been working hard, practicing, getting everything uh, up to uh, up to par to play for the show, and uh, yeah, should be a good time. And I mentioned off air, our studio is a little bit south of St. Louis, but our coverage area is mostly St. Louis, so St. Louis is home to us. You know, what do you think mm-hmm. about the St. Louis music scene? as it is now and uh maybe even talk a little bit of of you know some past bands that maybe were influences to you or coming up in the music scene um it's strong it's it always has been strong and uh i i think honestly you know when when bands talk about influences and things like that and what what kind of pushes them it's usually like kind of the big ones right and we have those too for us but i think constantly seeing you know friends bands play in st louis that are amazing bands pushing themselves you know putting out great music uh great art and and just seeing that is inspiring more so than i think maybe you know going and seeing like you know our favorite band. don't get me wrong i love going to see Meshuga every single time that i can but when i can go to a show and be like man these are my dudes putting out some uh some really heavy stuff it really pushes you to kind of go further uh with your own things and be like okay let's let's keep uh you know representing the st louis heavy music scene in a, in a proper way you know bands for me you know like the bands that we have on this line's daughter like future uh other bands like hell knight uh going back a little bit um 
you know, bands like our friends in Black Fast, um, Fister. Gosh, I'm going to do the thing where I probably leave off uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Path of Might, you know, that's that's really like a, a big core of the scene. And there's also some like young bands really kind of uh, doing some things now, too, that are keeping some like real heavy extreme music going forward. I know uh, this band Sawed Off just released an EP. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pun- pretty punishing, man. It looked like they had a great show, too. So, yeah, so it's it's constantly, you know, I try to make it out as much as I can and, and see our friends and support them because it's just uh, it's like, well, damn, these guys are these guys are out here ripping it like we got to we got to step up and, and do the same thing that these guys are doing. Is there a bit of a friendly competition with that? You go out and see one of your buddies band and they just, you know, destroy it. Does it up your game some and does it make you want to up your game? I think so. I, I think, you know, we're, we're all supportive of each other, but I think. Um, you know, any musician, uh, when they see something that's inspiring, you're like, okay, man, that was good. It's like, all right, well, I gotta, I gotta make sure I bring it next time. I gotta, you know, I gotta make sure that I'm on top of my game uh, for this. It's not, it's not a competition by any means. It's not, uh, you know, oh, I'm gonna, you know, be better than this band or whatever. It's more so like the, the inspirational side of things and saying, okay. But then when you get on stage, that's kind of when you have to, to do the things like, all right, right now, this is this is my time and I gotta I gotta do it right. So uh kind of keeping that in mind and being like, I want my friends to walk away, hopefully, with the same kind of like inspiration or uh you know, mutual admiration that I have for for when I see them play. So definitely it it, it makes you uh want to stay on top of your game. And we mentioned off air a mutual friend of ours, Brad Sexton, who has played in many mm-hmm. St. Louis bands. He's an absolutely phenomenal drummer in my opinion one of the best i've ever seen but i i mentioned you know years ago he he said man you gotta check out this band the gorge the gorge the gorge he kept talking about you over and over and sending praises to you so i do think i do think you're doing the same thing that you're talking about is is maybe you're lighting a little bit of fire under other people's asses too which i guess is always kind of nice yeah it's nice to hear it's it's always good to hear praise from friends and other you know great musicians and things like that so you know hopefully doing something a little right you know so that people can can walk away uh and, and say man that was you know what that was a, a great set or a great show or a great album any of those things always feels good to to hear that kind of stuff so always thankful brad <laughs> shout out brad sexton uh this yeah. uh this friday is uh like we like we said it's your release show but it's also kind of the kickoff to this uh like two-week run that you're going on you guys are going out on tour Yep, yep. Yeah, we got a little uh, short little guy here to do some support dates for um, Mechanical Fiction. So we're heading up kind of north and then east a little bit here. So over the next week, we're starting in Chicago on Sunday. Sound Growler Brewing. I'll, I'll run down these real quick here. And then we're in 8-7 on August 7th, 5 o'clock lounge in Cleveland. On the 8th, we're at Dirty Dungarees in Columbus, Ohio. On the 10th, we're at Century Bar in Philadelphia. And then the 11th, we're at the Tubs in Brooklyn, New York. And then the 12th, we're in the Shred Shed in Pittsburgh. And then the 13th, make our haul back to Bloomington to uh, Night Shop, uh, which is a great club that we've played a couple times now. So, yeah, nice little support run here for, for the, uh, the tour. If any of you guys are out there in any of those cities, please come out, say hey, buy an album. We'll, we'll hang out um, and hopefully give you a good show. You know, you mentioned being fans of Meshuggah and anybody that listens to you guys' stuff, they're going to hear the technical aspect of your sound and the complexity in it. You mm-hmm. know, with you playing guitar and singing, how are you able to accomplish that? And what is your writing process like for that? Uh, it, 
very difficult. <laughs> so th that's probably the most challenging aspect of it. And it's something that didn't, it still doesn't really come naturally to me. So we're still pretty traditional, I think, in the sense of a lot of heavy bands where really the music and, and the riffs come first. Uh, and then once you start to get a song structure together, it kind of starts with basically just me doing vocalizations, like kind of screaming in ways <clears throat> that I know I can kind of fit the rhythms over the riffs and like, okay, well, this works this way. I can do this type of thing. And then once I, I kind of have an idea of how the vocal rhythms can fit, then it's kind of a, like kind of a puzzle game of, of, you know, fitting lyrical ideas that I have into into the rhythms that were there. So in, in some ways it can be kind of limiting because I can't be as maybe free form with the lyric writing process, but in other ways it, it forces me to be concise uh, and think very carefully about kind of word choices and like, what am I trying to convey with the song and how can I do it in literally this number of syllables or letters or whatever it is for the, the rhythm that fits the, uh, the riff right there. So it's challenging, but I think it ends up from a songwriting standpoint being pretty cohesive because everything has to be very kind of locked in uh, in one single way. You know, maybe there's not as much room for uh, improvisation and things like that, but it ends up being uh, the way that we have to do it so that I can sing and play at the same time. I saw your interview with Chill Dude on the Couch. Shout out Chill Dude yeah. on the Couch, by the way. And you, yeah, it was a great one. Yeah, he's awesome. And uh, you mentioned something on there that I, that really stuck with me. You know, it's very technical, like we're talking about, complex, but the songs are still important to you. These aren't pieces mm -hmm. that are just uh, strung together. These are songs sure. that you guys are writing. And is that difficult for you to make songs out of some of the parts that you might have? Um, yes and no. I, I think getting to the initial ideas of some of the riffs and things is the the hard part maybe kind of like the germination process but once we have an idea we've been playing together for so long as as friends and musicians that we work really well with kind of understanding what direction a song needs to take and we're always kind of coming back to the idea of like listen what what is the kind of musical theme of this song and how can we kind of um just always circle back to this in a, in a musical way. So I think that's really always been at the forefront of our writing process, <clears throat> which then makes it that if, if we're writing something and everything is kind of coming together in a nice way, if we do want to take like a left turn, then we also know that, okay, here's how we can get really away from this primary theme and have it be a decently kind of jarring, you know, listening uh, experience where it's like, okay, this, this can, have this random section or this you know frantic bit and still come back to a main theme of the song and, and have it all function within the structure uh, i think a lot of the bands that we really like and cite as influences do that as well and i think that's where we really take that from it's just like listen at the end of the day you know we want to write something that is you know heavy technical to a degree but not uh kind of you know with the, the wankery going on um but still have it be a memorable song in that aspect. So I think that's really the driving force for everything, which is a good challenge for this type of music at times. I, I like plenty of bands that have this kind of um, chaotic sound to them and, and they do it well. But for us, I think our, our sweet spot is really, you know, writing something that's a little more down the middle in terms of song structure and things like that. And I understand you guys to be jazz fans. Do you feel that jazz musicians and metal, do you feel that they're sort of kindred spirits in a way? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think 
with a lot of musicians, be it uh, metal, jazz, classical, anybody that's like really pushing themselves to their own uh, technical limits, to their own uh, creative limits, is seeking a challenge. Um, and th that's what we kind of love with with you know both listening and, and, and playing some jazz and uh, other types of music that we've studied. It's it's all about what can I do to push myself to the furthest degrees of my musicality while still honoring some of the, the things that we really like about maybe like a, just a really dumb, ignorant riff that just makes you want to bang your head. So trying to meld those two worlds together is, is again, another challenge, uh, but something that's really rewarding, I think, when, it, when it's done well. But ultimately, yeah, I think it just comes down to this, you know, really trying to challenge yourself as much as possible. Like the music we write is ultimately for ourselves uh, to be selfish, you know, and if other people like it, that's great. But we're, we're always, you know, writing what we think sounds cool and saying, what have we not done to push ourselves uh, before? And can we go to that next level? And so far, you know, it's, it's, it's served us decently well to do that so we're, we're going to continue to try to challenge ourselves musically and thematically and creatively and uh see where it goes with the risk of sounding cliche is your music mm -hmm. sort of a journey is it a is it a epic you know sort of story that you're telling yeah i mean in some ways like the, the album definitely has some themes um lyrically in terms of you know, wrestling with some, some tough subjects of kind of mental health and, and things like that. Um, and, and they're all kind of centralized around that. And then, you know, creating the overall picture of it is definitely a thing where we want the songs to be their own individual, you know, entities, but also have kind of a cohesion through it. It's not a concept album in the true sense of, of you know, this big long song or anything like that, which we like plenty of albums that do that kind of thing, but these are definitely, you know, individual written songs that weren't necessarily so, okay, this is going to go to this one, to this one, to this one. However, it's still, we put a lot of thought into kind of the pacing, you know, album order. Okay. What, what flows well into this and trying to keep an overall vibe going forward with, with the uh, compositions is definitely something we think about. And, and it's something we've talked about with, in regards to writing the next one, which we're kind of, you know, just, have some riffs and talking about but it's like listen uh, kind of feeling this kind of feel for the entire thing so then we kind of have you know an overall framework to work within and then again kind of fill in the blanks that way so yeah as epic and um you know intricate as your songs and music are visually you represent something that's pretty simplistic like your videos mm -hmm. your album cover even some of your performances you know is that mm -hmm. intentional or is that just kind of how things work uh, I would say a little of both. We definitely have never been a flashy band. Uh, we're just a bunch of nerds <laughs> getting together, play some heavy music. And, you know, sometimes we could probably serve ourselves better to have a little more uh, kind of theatrics and things like that. But uh, at the end of the day, we're just uh, four dudes playing music together. So we, we used to be a little more hardline about that kind of thing. I was thinking about this the other day, actually, in regards to like album production and stuff where I think our first full length, we didn't track it live, but everything on the album was pretty much exactly as we would play it live. Um, think back to like Rage Against the Machine would do a thing where they like, okay, if, if we can't play it live, we're not going to put it on the album. So all of that stuff is pretty much as is. And I completely, st I still respect that kind of approach, but where we've, we've kind of grown in that, it's like, you know, using the studio as a tool to create kind of bigger things than what maybe we can create 
you know, in a true live setting, we can still represent the songs, I think, as they're, uh, as they're meant to be, but not being afraid to like, okay, let's put a little keyboard part under this, or let's overdub these guitars or put this weird effect on here just for the, uh, kind of the overall, uh, big picture of it. So with the album artwork, that just ended up being kind of what the artist with our prompt that we gave him came up with. And we just said, man, that, that looks great. That's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's a, not a complicated well i shouldn't say that i don't want to diminish his his work on this um but it is obviously just kind of this this single image but it just kind of spoke to us in terms of like this this is what we're kind of going for to represent the vibe of the album so you know nothing too fancy all the way around um and we kind of hopefully just let the music speak for itself in a lot of ways yeah, and I think you hear that a lot, you know, leaving things open to interpretation. And that single image on the album cover definitely does that. I think 50 people might see 50 different things from it. So, uh, and, and my guess is, is that's sort of what you want in a way. Yeah, totally, totally. We're not going to be super overt, hit you on the head with things um, all, all the time. You know, that being said, our last album had a pretty... Um, almost literal representation of one of the songs on the album, which was awesome too. That was done by uh, Jason Spencer of uh, Killer Napkins, uh, who's an incredible St. Louis artist, um, sees stuff all over town, murals. He just did a great t-shirt design for us as well. So yeah, so that, that one's definitely one of those things where, you know, looking at it, you know, just take what you want from it uh, <laughs> to, for the cop-out answer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. it, it really is that way in a lot of ways. You know, we talk to a lot of musicians and I tend to ask this question a lot, but specifically, mm -hmm. I think it's relevant in this situation because it seems like you guys' art and your album and like you're saying, the, the, the order and the flow of things is very important to you. You know, in, mm -hmm. the, in the day and age that we're in now with attention spans being <laughs> as, as little as they are or as sure. uh, affected as they are. <laughs> How do you manage those two things with producing art that's super important and what you think is relevant and a message that you think is relevant with, with the way the world is now? Um, I think in that regard, we just kind of have to do what we know and what we've done. I mean, we're, we're not a young band. Um, we are not TikTok stars. <laughs> right. uh, we're not going to be, you know, blowing up the algorithm with, with 20 second sound bites from our songs, which is fine. And, and, and people that do that, that's also, you know, that's what you have to do to adapt. And if that's what the direction is, every, that's, that's what it is. Like it, it doesn't do any good for us to kind of, you know, get bummed out about it or complain about it. We just can, can only do what we can do. So hopefully there's still, uh, people out there that, can appreciate kind of long form albums and things like that. And, you know, this kind of attention to detail. And I, and I think there is, I think there's still a, a really solid base of, of, you know, music listeners out there that enjoy that kind of stuff. Uh, I know we certainly do. And there, we still have favorite bands that are putting out stuff in that way. Um, if we got to do a couple of things, uh, you know, for social media that normally we wouldn't do because we're a bunch of, you know, 40 year old dorks, whatever, that's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's for us, it's just, we'll, we'll just keep playing what we play, uh, and hope people like it. And, and, uh, you know, if we can beat the algorithm, great. You know, you mentioned being 40 and I'm 40 as well. Do you think, some, do you <laughs> yeah. think some of that's maturity? You just kind of are what you are at this point and people are either going to get on board or they're not. Yeah, I think so. I, I think for me personally, you know, I definitely struggled with, you know, playing the like, I, I want people to like this game, you know, in my 20s and things like that and not understanding, you know, 
the just be true to yourself is more endearing uh i think at times to people when it's just like listen this is what it is um the other thing too i think is just kind of like softening up a little bit and and just not you know having the energy like if you place the energy on being mad or or upset about whatever current state of things that's energy taken away from being able to be creative or, or things like that and and i'm not you know, I, I just, I can't do that anymore. So I can only focus on, you know, making the things that, that I like and listening to those things and, and being happy for people that are doing well in their own way. Um, it's, it, I think it's a much more productive way to kind of operate as opposed to, you know, any succumbing to hating on whatever is, is going on, which I certainly have done in the past. I am, I am as guilty as anybody of, of uh, being a purist in certain ways, but uh, these days I just kind of you know, very much like, all right, you know, th this is what we have and this is what we're doing. And I'm, I'm happy with that. And, uh, you know, hope other people enjoy it too. We have Phil from the Gorge here, Mechanical Fiction, the new album out now everywhere. We have the release show on Friday, August 4th at Off Broadway with The Lion's Daughter. We actually were lucky enough to get our hands on an advanced copy of The Lion's Daughter new record as well. Killer, Ooh. phenomenal phenomenal and then uh blight future as well doors are at seven shows at eight all ages twelve dollars vulgar display of podcast will be there we're excited about it loving this new album thanks for joining us today phil chad thanks so much man really appreciate it 